It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome, everyone, to uh, the National Security Hour on AmericaOutloud.com, the American Out Loud Network. Uh, we welcome everybody back uh, each week uh, when we conduct uh, the National Security Hour. And the National Security Hour is really all about what's happening in the world. Where, where are we secure? Is America secure? Are the uh, powers to be, our officials, uh, are they securing America? Well, the answer is pretty apparent, uh, and we'll discuss some of those issues uh, this morning. Uh, we're very happy to have uh, as our guest uh, Todd Callender, uh, a legal uh, savant. Uh, anytime we want to look at the global uh, uh, legal matters or uh, anything dealing with COVID, uh, the legality of all of that, we go to Todd. Uh, Todd's going to talk about a, lo a little bit about that. Uh, and uh, as well as uh, a new network called cloudhub.com. We also have uh, Lieutenant General Tom McInerney, the co-host, uh, uh, in with us today, and we'll be talking about Ukraine, Russia, and some other issues. Uh, and we have uh, Thierry Laurent from France, one of our great friends and allies, a member of the uh, Patriots International Alliance, uh, which has been focusing on a ceasefire summit for the Ukraine-Russia conflict. And uh, he's had... Uh, uh, opportunity to attend several different conferences, attend, talk to people throughout Europe. So uh, we're very happy to have uh, Thierry on as well. Also in the background, we have our producer, Mary Fanning, who does a great job uh, for the show each and every week. Well, let me open it up, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to uh, Todd. Uh, Todd, welcome back. I understand you just got back from London had some family experiences uh, with COVID, perhaps, but uh, yeah. uh, Todd, uh, yesterday, uh, a Lancet review came out that 325 uh, autopsies after COVID vaccination were found that the vaccine caused 74% of the deaths. And uh, yeah. we do that because uh, you've, uh, you've had many discussions on that in the past year with uh, Dr. Viet. Dr. McCullough and others. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, about that current report and your recent experiences? Sure. Thank you for having me, by the way. It's really a pleasure to be with uh, such learned, uh, experienced people. It really is just a joy to be here. So, yeah, Dr. McCullough uh, actually is the one who released this. It, he went digging through a recent Lancet study that had to take into consideration 325 um, autopsies performed independently by the the Holscher group, um, who I think I believe is a European group. You know, for the last couple of years, General, we've had a heck of a time getting autopsies um, in our law firm. You know, we represent quite a few people, uh, victims of COVID, victims of mandates, um, people stuck in hospitals. We call them hospital homicides. Everything related to COVID, because the the process itself, the disease was turned into a, a military mechanism. Um, to effectuate human behavior, effectively military medical martial law was what it was designed to incorporate and cause on a global basis and did. So they've used this, uh, this bioweapon, which was created. We all know that. Um, you and General McInerney have been very clear this came out of Wuhan, China, along with the, collabor the collaboration of uh, University of North Carolina, amongst others. 
So this was a supranational deal, but China at the end of the day is the one that released this um, to effectuate this global control paradigm. And, and really what we came to know and understand was a mass depopulation effort arising from the 1994 Cairo population accords. <laughs> um, and so they've done a very good job, General, of keeping this information hidden. We've had a heck of a time getting autopsies done. We've had a, a few of them done, um, but nobody's been able to have a, a big study like this, 325 uh, patients deceased, um, with 74% effectively coming back as being dispositively the result, the, the, the consequence of death was the shots. And it appears that the vast majority of it is cardiac related, and that goes along with what it is that we've been finding. So they're caught, General. Look, this was intentional. They talked about you know depopulating the planet. They, they came up, they being our governments, uh, came up with a, a means to do it, and now they, they control the bearing of the information. But the genie is out of the bottle. Right? People are injured, they're sick, they're dying, and they're saying this must be the shot. So whatever the propaganda they're using isn't working. Gary, uh, have you seen the effect or reports of this uh, in France or in Europe yet? Actually, I have some complementary information regarding the fact the effect of the vaccine. Uh, we have been hearing that we have 500 people dying from heart attack in UK every week. And autopsies have been determining that, in fact, the vessels inside of the body are completely destroyed due to the uh, spikes protein. And this spikes protein is accumulating clot inside of the vessels. And uh, the problem is that uh, Pfizer was saying that <clears throat> the vaccine was asking for uh, the vaccine, the RNAm message was asking for the body, meaning our own cells, in fact, to generate the spikes, but it was uh, it was remaining local. Unfortunately, what we are observing is that we are seeing the spikes propagating everywhere within, in fact, the body. And that might be one of the reasons why the young people, they are getting sterile. The rate of spermatozoid within uh, the young people has been dropping by 75%, yeah. which, and on top of it, the young ladies, they are not getting their menstruation. That means that it seems to us that uh, this vaccine has been operating as a control verb. This is, in my opinion, a very serious problem for the future. But not only this. Uh, some Israeli uh, professors are notifying that uh, they are seeing some new cancers appearing and they qualify them as turbo cancer, meaning they appear extremely fast, they are extremely virulent, and the rate of cancer has been increasing by 480%. So I do believe that uh, this, uh, I wouldn't call it a vaccine, but a sort of uh, therapy treatment mm -hmm. uh, is causing very, very serious damage. Yeah. My own brother is uh, chief within the ICU uh, in Aix-en-Provence, and he was telling me that he's seeing a huge amount of heart attack that are occurring right now in the region. Yeah. Well, great. Let me go to General McInerney. Uh... Joe McInerney, you know, I read an article last week about the number of growing different cancers, the increase in cancer 
uh, is really, really spiked. Uh, but, you know, I'm surprised, Tom, that uh, our government still uh, won't come out and address uh, address that. You know, it's still a complete cover up. And you have uh, certain agencies in the government are stealing, uh, requiring uh, a mask. I talked to a gentleman who's going to have an IRS interview. And and the person at the IRS said, well, make sure you bring your mask. We're still masking to a degree. Tom, any comments you have on, on this report? Well, I, I've got a lot. <clears throat> but I've personally been impacted upon it because my sister uh, evacuated from a hurricane down in Sanibel Island up to Jacksonville. And uh, she was playing golf twice a week. Now, she was 90, okay? But she was playing golf twice a week, very active person. She got up there. They had a little fender bender. They took him in the hospital and x-ray, x-rayed her. And she had she was dead a week later from cancer. Jeez. Now it was it was she had no symptoms, and all of a sudden, she's very active as you know playing golf twice a week and walking and uh, 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 and the thing with no symptoms. And when they X-rayed her, they found that it had metastasized. As I say, she was dead a week later. But that's just a personal way that that has impacted me, what Terry was talking about and Todd were talking about, is the different ways it manifests itself. Uh, but going back to which we have been saying from the very beginning almost, that this was a deliberate biological attack by China on the world in accordance with their doctrine of unrestricted warfare that was promulgated in 2005 uh, by General Hao Tien, and uh, that how they would get global domination without using kinetic means. Global domination, of course, means dominating the U.S. without kinetic means. And they would do it through massive biological, this was 2005, and massive cyber warfare. Now, all of a sudden, 15 years later, it shows up as COVID-19, coming from Wuhan and the Wuhan Virology Lab. And uh, that's why we very early predicted it as a deliberate bioattack. And it was supported by CDC, Dr. Fauci, North Carolina University, is how they funneled the money over to uh, Wuhan. And uh, we must quit being in denial it has killed over a million Americans. Part of it was to do with the governors uh, in New York, New Jersey, California, on how they took patients that <clears throat> had COVID-19 and put them in nursing homes. And the elderly population was, was, it would metastasize very quickly through the elderly populations. But we did not use any of the prophylactics particularly the uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine, which Paul, you and I took in Vietnam for right. our tours over there. I had four tours, and I would take every every week a little pill. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we probably had five and a half to six million Americans that took that pill, hydroxychloroquine. And we took it because so, of malaria, right? Isn't that malaria. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we took it. But it's one of these all-purpose uh prophylactics that worked on uh, 
COVID-19 and Fauci criticized President Trump when he brought it up as a prophylactic. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, ivermectin is. And uh, I just uh, listened to a couple days ago a uh, a uh, program from a doctor, and he was talking about ivermectin and Dr. Bain, and uh, he did a, a podcast. And there are other prophylactics. But what happened? And, and, and look, I don't blame President Trump, but he drove towards the vax, and the vax did not have the testing. It did not have all the things. And look, I got one shot of the vax, and Todd and others, Dr. McCullough and others, told me don't get the second one. It just happens I was at Walter Reed, and dermatologists, you know, said all you have to do is go downstairs, building 17, boom, it's quick, and it was. But I had people and friends like Todd and others, uh, uh, Mary Fanning and uh, Dr. McCullough and Dr. Bain, a lot of others that said, don't get the others. And I went on a prophylactic of a combination of hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and a couple other things. So, So the fact is, Big Pharma was driving this, and that was the money angle. The angle coming from the CPC is global domination, just fulfilling the unrestricted warfare. And then, of course, in the election, which is paramount to this and paramount to what happened, and I'm, I'm going on a little long, but this is all related. This is not a single source thing. This is related to global domination. And then we had in the 2020 election, we had them use a combination of hammer and scorecard, a special access program that the red Chinese, the Chinese Communist Party now has because of uh, uh, the uh, FBI, uh, James Baker, I think, and this is an opinion, sold it to them after Dennis Montgomery turned in 47 hard drives and a whole host of things, plus the source code. And we know so all what I'm saying is all these things are related that are going on around right. us. And Terry's going to talk about what's going on in the Ukraine. But, uh, you know, immediately we gave up our energy. We gave up uh, our uh, domestic yeah. independence. We surrendered in Afghanistan. Uh, and I won't go through the litany of things because I've done it before, but they're related. And that's why it's so important. Todd's experience that he's, he's just seen now and this evidence that we have of 74%, what Terry's going to talk about on, uh, uh, on that's going into Ukraine. All this we must understand are related. So let me turn it over to Terry. To, yeah, uh, Terry, uh, thanks, Tom. Uh, Terry, uh, you and I commiserated uh, in 2020 what was going on in Europe, and you appraised me of a Dr. Raoul who was using mm -hmm. ivermectin, I think, at the time. Uh, and uh, the uh, French government uh, put him down and basically closed him out, as I understood it, because they were beholden to big pharma, Pfizer particularly, uh, in Europe and France. And uh, they, they shut <clears throat> down just like in the United States. Am I remembering that correctly, Thierry? Yeah, yeah sure. And actually, I have some uh, complements of information to bring to what Thomas was saying. Uh, 
we know that if there is a treatment on the market to treat a disease, uh, there is no uh, capacity of any government right. to propose or to impose a vaccine. And this is the reason why Professor Raoul and Professor Jelenko were completely denied because the big pharma wanted absolutely, in fact, to propose a vaccine to make a maximum of money. And if we refer to what happens to the uh, within the European Union, we have von der Leyen at the heads of the European Commission that has been signing a contract with Pfizer at the level of $70 billion, which means in other terms that there was 10 doses that was dedicated to each citizen of the European Union. Yeah. We got to go to, what we we uh, hold your thought. We got to go to a break <laughs> right now. Uh, and Todd, when we come back on, uh, we're going to focus on uh, a Cloud Hub uh, venture that uh, you just undertook and understand what Wonderful. Cloud Hub is. And uh, Gary, we'll get back, talk a little bit more about the Ukraine Russia situation, uh, the okay. conflict where you have uh, current experience on some of the dialogue in, in Europe right now. So uh, stay with us. Uh, this is the National Security Hour on America Out Loud Radio, AmericaOutloud.com. We'll be right back. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer, this stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic-era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix RX nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on America Out Loud Network, AmericaOutloud.com. This will be on the podcast tomorrow. It's on iHeartRadio. 
Uh, today, uh, we're talking uh, about uh, the recent information uh, that was released, I think, yesterday by Dr. McCullough on COVID and the autopsies, finding that uh, uh, 74% were caused by the vaccine. Uh, I'd like to take uh, this session started off with Todd Callender, uh, uh, one of the best legal minds that I know in the entire world. He keeps his finger on everything. He's uh, he's based uh, in a very nice place uh, offshore, <laughs> which hopefully yeah. we can have a meeting down there sometime, invite Thierry in and General McInerney. But uh, Todd, uh, let's uh, let's start off this segment. I want to know more about CloudHub. What is it? How did you get to acquire it? Uh, and what are your plans for CloudHub? Wow, what a story. We've been uh, now the owners of my, my group. Um, it's an insurance group based in the Caribbean. We make all kinds of investments, including in private equity, and that's one of these cases. CloudHub is a social media platform. Um, it's kind of a combination of Rumble, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and events all in one. Um, and we ended up making an investment in this company, I guess about a year ago, because they were offering instant translation in a meetings module, kind of like what we're doing here but it would be able to, um, we would have this conversation in any one of 72 languages. That was the promise, and that's why we invested. Unfortunately, the CEO, uh, Jeff Brain, suffered a massive stroke, and so we were left with the choice of either seeing this investment through or walking away from it. We chose the, the seeing it through one, so I became the CEO of CloudHub um, almost by mistake and surprise at the same time, <laughs> but it, we're seeing it through, and, and what we're bringing right now, and your testing, General, I very much appreciate it, is the very instant translation software we're talking about. Uh, it's a joint enterprise with a company called Worldwide Tech, and we're, call, we're calling this joint enterprise Truth Hub. And the reason for that is exactly what we're doing here, sir. We are speaking the truth, the 74% fatality rate associated with the shots. You can't hear that everywhere. You're not going to hear it on Fox. You're not going to hear it on commercial media, but you can hear it in the alternative space, the alternative media. And um, a meeting just like this we did on, on Truth Hub, believe it or not, uh, last Friday, and we had 640,000 views over two days. So we, we're hitting people. We're hitting the audiences. The world is waking up to what's been happening. They're now finally starting to embrace the truth. And what we're going to do is bring the truth to the world in 72 languages and 92 dialects in Truth Hub. So people sign up for a uh, sorry, Cloud Hub account. Um, they can use it just like any other social media device and then do that in a global context so that that six billion people that don't speak English can also be reached. We get the marketplace of ideas globally now. That's the effort. That's what we're doing. You know, uh, I, I would like to see, and I don't know whether it's uh, possible, Thierry can comment on that. You know, we could almost do a European hour or something about yeah. uh, uh, outside the United <clears throat> States. I mean, our media is so focused on the, this country and politics. We don't cover a lot of stuff that's going on. Uh, you know, you get a little bit here and there on the riots uh, in Paris and Marseille in, in the last week. But, uh, Thierry, we may look at trying to do something in Europe with you and some others with Caroline in Paris. Uh, so I think maybe uh, we'll look into that, Todd. But I, I really appreciate what you're doing. This is going to be a fantastic platform, especially for us. Now, how about the radio shows? How are we going to do that on CloudHub? How will that work? Yep. So we have that covered as well, that we'll be able to to, to bring on a radio dedicated uh, module. Again, that will also be availed to 72 languages and um, 92 dialects. When a person signs up for CloudHub, all they have to do is choose their language preference. 
Um, and believe it or not, also their, their feminine or masculine preference, because that's how a lot of the romance languages uh, is unfold, right? They're masculine, feminine, like Thierry knows. Um, and so when people make that choice, when they sign up for CloudHub, they will hear everything in their own language if they so choose to. Uh, whether that's radio or video won't make any difference. We're, we're happy to have you in every way we can. So we could take a radio show like today, and that could yeah. be translated into French. Yes. And then Thierry could distribute that throughout his network or however, huh? Instantly. And as people are listening to the transmission, um, they if they're on CloudHub, they'll hear it in whatever language they, they choose. It could be Arabic, Chinese, Russian. It what doesn't do make any difference. A, what do they do? Click on a button? Exactly. So what they'll do is attend your radio show or they'll find it in the archives. And when they sign up for CloudHub, they have a preference as to what languages they want to hear things in. And they will automatically hear and see everything in their language that they choose. Boy, that is incredible. Thierry, what do you think? <clears throat> now, what I think is that there is a gigantic gigantic footprints for dating yeah. systems, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a very big business, my friend. A matchmaker, yeah. he's, he's talking about matchmaking now. Yeah, we're, yeah. Look, we're happy about it. Anybody that wants to come, the marketplace of ideas includes love, Thierry. Bring them. But not only because, uh, you know, uh, learning a language uh, is a kind of a very complex process, and especially if you are addressing languages like Chinese or Russian. I've been living uh, nine years in Ukraine, and I can tell you one thing, my Russian is very basic, because it's extremely complex language with declination of names, uh, of attribute, and so on. So basically, putting together a platform that would be able, in fact, to uh, translate in real-time conversation between people, this is absolutely incredible especially yes. for business people that want to address new market. And uh, this is not because you want to address a market that you need to learn a language, because then you are putting a bottleneck within, in fact, your uh, business operation. So basically, going through uh, some uh, translators, people, uh, sometimes you have distortions and yeah. uh, it's not in real time. You have uh, right. you have like lags in the translation because the person need to process whatsoever you are saying before to uh, restitute it into another language. So it is like disrupting the the conversation that people have. And if you can put together a mechanism like this, this is absolutely incredible. Actually, we're doing it now. I have a question for you. You are using uh, uh, artificial intelligence to proceed on. Oh, yeah, we have to. Um, the answer to that is yes. And the, and the reason is because the, the language has to be given context in all of them. So, you know, we have duplicate words in English. There are duplicate words in other languages as well. And they have two different meanings depending on the context. And so yeah. the answer is that we have to use artificial intelligence and allow the sentence to be finished in order to translate it. But it happens in, in one tenth of one second when the last word is spoken. And it's the artificial intelligence that understands when that sentence ends and how to contextually present it in all of those languages at the same time. And we've already tested this with, with two different events, including the Quebec Military Tribunal, where General Dallet spoke, and people were able to hear the, the presentations, two days of them, in any language they wanted to uh, and did. So uh, we know it works. And, and by the way, there are transcripts, so you can also, as the words are being spoken, they can be recorded um, on, on the right-hand side of the meetings module, 
and, and print it out as a transcript later. So that this meeting, for example, we'd have both written and recorded version, video and audio, all three. How do you sign up for Cloud Hub? How, how, does, how does our audience? It's simple. Go to cloudhub.com and, uh, and sign up, log on. It's a simple process. You'll be given an account uh, name. And as you, group, as you choose your preferences, make sure to choose whatever language you want to hear things in. This is the rollout of that. It's at the very nascent beginning. General Fowley, thank you for being willing to test the module. I need to send one to Thierry as well. Um, and, and we need your feedback over the next two weeks because that's the launch. We'll be in about two weeks' yeah. time will be able to use this publicly and subscribe for it as a monthly service. Yeah. Joe McInerney, what do you think about this? I think it's fantastic. A new platform. Uh, and uh, as you know, uh, many of you, we, we do a lot of interviews uh, every week. Uh, we did uh, years of uh, TV uh, with Fox News. Uh, but Joe McInerney, I think this is a great asset for us in, get, in getting the word out, uh, connecting the dots for people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you have that language translation to so many languages, it goes global. Uh, you know, already just our ability we've done, been doing with these podcasts and that, getting the word out because the mainstream media is captive. They're captive yeah. of the big, uh, the big pharma, the big tech, these type things. And for the, for the people of the world, the global population, it's very important. You know, I'm interested if we can get uh, Thierry to continue his discussion now on the Ukraine, but uh, how valuable that is that we can go global like this. So I'm a, I'm a great fan of what you're doing, Todd. Thank you very kindly, General. I'm, I look forward to working with you on all this. No, it's going to be great. And uh, bringing Thierry in from France on this. Yeah. And, uh, we have uh, another member in Cambridge, London, England, uh, that we can uh, draw into this too, uh, as well as my good friend, Sir Michael Shrimpton uh, in England. Um, I think uh, we'll try to get some contacts in Germany, uh, maybe in Italy, uh, but uh, I like the idea of this in the United States, but also we can do things internationally now. That's it. Which, which That's no it, one, Which no one really has been doing. They're missing six billion people, sir. I watch RTD TV every yeah. day just so I can get an idea what they're saying over in Moscow right. broadcasting. And you get a whole different idea of the world because right. our, our media is so, cons well, it's so focused uh, uh, in America. I don't care what station you go on. And it's all Pure propaganda. politics. It's, it's politicians on. They're talking about this. But yet there's so many things going on around the world. Yeah, they'll do a spot on... Uh, what's happening in China or Taiwan, and they'll put up some running video of what's happening. But it's there's no analysis and there's no investigative reporting going on. And Thierry, I think you see that in Europe as well. Yeah. Actually, in fact, there is a, a segment that can be extremely interesting that can put out of business uh, agencies like uh, Reuters or AFP. Because... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You know, when you're a journalist, uh, you want, in fact, to broadcast your voice all over the places in the way that uh, people understand what is going on within a, within a certain uh, certain place or uh, describing some events. And uh, so uh, if I understand the way that the media are working, you have agencies that are collecting, in fact, the information. Then after they spread it out and they go through the process of translation and so on. 
when with a platform like this, you can um, actually, in fact, initiate a sort of uh, uh, interactive instantaneous router, and you will not need, in fact, this kind of platform anymore. So basically, you would have right. all the journalists in the world that would be able, in fact, to uh, communicate with others and to broadcast whatsoever they are seeing all over the places. So I do believe that there is a segment to be addressed, and this one can make a gigantic amount of money. So basically, uh, just one thing, if you're about to set up an IPO, just call me. I want to, to get some shit around. <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind of you, Terry. Yeah, well, the good yeah. news. When you get some shares, <laughs> then you'll be a cloud. What do you think, Todd? You know, the good news is our group is well capitalized. We call ourselves a junior Berkshire Hathaways. But I'll keep you in mind, Terry. We'll, we'll make some options available. How about that? Well, we still need a million dollars for our uh, ceasefire summit in Malta in August. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But, uh, you know, yeah. this, this is uh, just great. I, I think it's uh, phenomenal. Uh, that uh, we'll, we'll have this opportunity uh, to do this. One question, uh, Todd, uh, the Stand Up America U.S. Foundation, we put out a newsletter every Friday and then a rerun on Tuesday. And yeah. it's opened in 20 different countries right now because we can track that uh, through the email sure. from uh, Constant Contact and other thing, platforms. Um how could we do a newsletter? Is that possible or? It is possible. And so you're <laughs> you're getting ahead of the rest of it. We're launching right now the meetings module so that we can do all of this in, in, in whatever language we, we choose to do it. Yeah. Uh, however, we've got some releases coming up um, and you already hit one with the radio. We have voice over IP telephone coming up. And then, of course, document translation instantaneously. You'll be able to feed in your document and spit it out in whatever language you want and send it around to 20 different countries. It happens literally instantly in fractions of a second. And we've had experts from around the world in languages tell us that it's almost flawless uh, in the way that it, it, it calculates the, uh, the nuances of sentence structure and words and their meanings. So it's, a, it's shockingly accurate. Um, it is, in fact, uh, ADA compliant, Americans with Disabilities Act compliant. So now people that will have the app in their hand on their cell phone can go to an airport anywhere in the world and have access to what's happening in the airport or other places simply by turning the, the app on your phone on and you'll be able to hear whatever language in your language. So this is really a, a global tool to unite humanity. That's why we call it Truth Hub, right? You can't contain the truth if people get a chance to hear it. And that's our job is to make sure people hear it in every way mm -hmm. they can including sending out your documents in 20 different languages. So count us there. We'll get, we'll get that done generally, even in advance of the release. We'll be happy to help you. No, that would be great. And again, it's all about connecting the dots for people. And, That's right. Uh, Tom and I, well, come back and I want to talk a little bit about the next segment about our new book out called The Invisible <clears throat> Reason in America. We're about three quarters done with that book. Hopefully we'll have it out in... Uh, another month or so, uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, trees. And General McInerney has provided some great ideas and input into this book. And uh, I think everybody will appreciate it. But again, it's connecting the dots. Who's guilty? Who's being held for all the irresponsibilities and treason against the United States, uh, foreign and domestic, aiding and abetting the enemies uh, of the United States? So, uh, you know, with that in mind, we'll talk about it. And I'd like to start off uh, with an update on Ukraine and Russia. 
also, we have Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yel- uh, Yel- Yellen, excuse me, I almost said Yeltsin, <laughs> Yellen, uh, who uh, is meeting with the Xi in China right now. Why that's happening, I don't know. I mean, it's crazy, you know. Uh, we're talking about China all the time, and we're just sending delegation after delegation over there. And I'm not sure if they're accomplishing anything, but uh, who, who works for who, General? That's what I want to know. Yeah, our Manchurian president, as we've written about before. So uh, anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back after a short break. We're going to go global in the next and final uh, session of uh, AmericaOutloud.com, National Security Hour. We love being able to be on, bringing great guests on. So uh, we'll be right back. Stay with us. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Loud. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Well, the OutLoud truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health, and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. To all of our listeners out there, welcome to the National Security Hour on America Out Loud Network, AmericaOutloud.com. Tune in, go to the website, go to the National Security Hour. It's at the top of the page. Just click on it and come down to the National Security Hour, and uh, you'll be able to listen. And also, you can get the link. You can pass uh, that link on to uh, all of your friends and acquaintances. Uh, this is the uh, third session of, of the hour program. We're going to talk about uh, some international events here. We're pleased to have Thierry Laurent, uh, who's with us from France, and uh, our co-host, uh, General Thomas McInerney. Uh, Thierry, can you give us an update on Ukraine-Russia? Where are we at? Uh, uh, it's it's just baffling that we're continuing to, to throw so much money and equipment in, but I understand a lot of the equipment's uh, uh, <clears throat> not getting there. The F-16s... Uh, that are based in Romania. I'm not sure what they're going to do with them. I know if they go into that airspace, Russia's going to have their attack uh, uh, fighter planes. I mean, it, it could be disastrous uh, if, if that happens. I don't think it will. But, but anyhow, Jerry, uh, your update, please. 
Sure. So basically, uh, since Bakhmut was taken by the Russians, uh, Surobikin, the general Surobikin, has been able, in fact, to put a very strong lines of defense set on seven levels. Okay. Uh, so basically, during the spring, the counteroffensive that uh, Ukraine was uh, planning to set was not able, in fact, to occur due to the weather. Uh, it has been raining during the entire winter, and therefore the ground, which is called Rasputitsa, was completely loaded with water, and uh, it was not allowing any kind of very heavy vehicle, in fact, to operate. As soon as the, uh, the soil started to dry, uh, the Ukrainian army, Afu, started to operate and to try to test the lines of defense that the uh, Russian has been putting together. Uh, this counter-offensive has been lasting now for about 18 days, and it has been a real disaster. So basically, let's look at some uh, KPIs regarding what really happened there. In uh, about 18, 20 days, 18,000 uh, soldiers of Ukraine got killed. 920 vehicle heavy or uh, transportation has been completely destroyed. How about the Bradleys? I understand a lot of the Bradleys we sent in and the German uh, Leopard tanks were destroyed. Is that true? Yes, exactly. About 25% of the Leopards that has been sent and Bradley were completely eradicated. And uh, basically, you know, this is what I was saying since the beginning of the conflict. Uh, the, the, the front line is set up in the plane, which is called step. And there is absolutely no way you can hide anywhere. It is made of agriculture fields, which are separated of, uh, strips of, uh, trees. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because this is the limiting the properties of each uh, agriculture. And there is no way you can hide yourself. They're all farming yeah. fields, right? They're all farming fields with dikes and, and separation yeah. by... Uh... Yeah. So basically, the Russians, they have been building gigantic amounts of drones for surveillance. And therefore, they are flying over the zone. And as soon as you have a column of tanks or uh, uh, troop transportations that is, uh, that is appearing, those guys are immediately identified and they are targeted with uh, different type of uh, artilleries or uh, landsat drones. And on top of it, if, uh, in, the, in the zone before the first line and uh, the gray zone, there are, uh, the, the Russian has been setting up gigantic lands of mine, which means that the Ukrainians they are obliged, in fact, to use the vicinal uh, path that has been set up by the agriculture, uh, the by the farmers. And if they are touching the lands, you can be sure that they are blown up immediately. Yeah. So yeah. what uh, we Gary, are seeing... let me let me interrupt you. Did Pershogan and the Wagner group and that um, uprising, uh, we call a theater coup d'etat, did that, uh, did that affect these counteroffensive and offenses going on over there in the last three weeks? <laughs> Well, the Prigozhin story is uh, completely different of um, of the, the 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 operations that are occurring, 
And I would like to add some precision regarding what happens uh, really. In February, uh, Surovikin decided that each PMCs will have to be integrated within the army. What's that PMC? And, What's that? Uh, this is the the the, the mercenary uh, units, company private units. Okay, oh, private because military units under yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So basically, uh, uh, there were three operating, and the Wagner one, which was the biggest one. The three have been accepting, in fact, to be integrated completely the army, and Prigozhin knowing the amount of money that he was making through this operation, uh, he didn't accept, in fact, the integration. Uh, actually, in fact, the Russian army has been paying him about a billion dollars over one year, which is already uh, a pretty serious amount of money. A billion dollars, a billion dollars, the Russian government's yeah. been paying the, yeah. uh, the Wagner group to uh, use them as mercenaries in the war. Yeah. So basically, uh, Prigozhin was saying that uh, his business would be completely wiped out, uh, knowing that there is still the operations, external operation of Ukraine that are uh, completely separated. Okay, so basically, he saw here that he will be losing grip on the operation and his capacity to make a maximum of money. So uh, he pretext that he had a lack of munition within Bakhmut and a lot of his soldiers got uh, wiped out to make big scandals in the sort of uh, media stunts, which hasn't been having any effect on the way that the operation will be set up uh, during all this time. And actually what I am seeing through this, how do you say, stunt moment of uh, Prigozhin, he wanted in fact to raise the public opinion regarding uh, regarding uh, <clears throat> the difficulties uh, of supply within his uh, own units. And so basically he took the wrong move by trying to move forward Moscow and set up a fake uh, coup d'etat. In fact, what he wanted to do is to fragilize the position of the two generals that are heading in fact the army, Shoigu and um, uh, Natsurovikin, this is the uh, and Gerasimov, yeah. because he wanted to take over their position, I do believe. Mm -hmm. But that was not a coup. In fact, well, yeah, he I call to, it the theater, theater. Uh, yeah, theater. he wanted to put pressure on the two generals that are heading, in fact, the army, yeah. pretexting that they were not efficient enough and they were not pushing enough, knowing that those guys, they were ordered, in fact, to be uh, kind of moderated regarding the operation because Vladimir Putin did not want any civilians to be, to be, uh, to be destroyed. But Prigozhin is more, I would say, uh, extreme. And he wanted, in fact, to roll out the operation much faster, mixing the interests of Russia with his own money interest. So basically, this stunt was completely stupid because he has been decredibilizing his units. Mm -hmm. And that was very difficult on the political point of view to, to, to handle the situation yeah. because Vladimir Putin did not want to uh, to raise this issue too high 
to continue to focus on the military operation that were occurring on the front line. And if there was a sort of destabilization, it would have been demotivating his army. So basically, he has been playing mellow, trying to limit the, the impact, the political impact of what Prigozhin has been putting, uh, has been let doing. Me, uh, Jerry, let me go to General McInerney uh, real quick. Uh, uh, you know, our uh, inventory, uh, Tom, uh, within our own armed forces, within the Department of Defense, uh, <coughs> uh, uh, depleted uh, quite a bit from my understand, like 155 millimeter shells, ammunition, and so on. I understand the inventory stores also in the old uh, pre-positioned equipment uh, we had in NATO. Uh, a lot of that's been used now and being depleted. Uh, do you have any information uh, or any comments on how it's affecting the American military right now? Well, I, it's a very good question, uh, General Valia. Uh, the words I'm getting, it's going to impacted significantly because we don't have the production rates that it takes to build these precision weapons. Uh, and if we have a contingency in the Far East, Taiwan, for instance, uh, we're going to need them. And uh, that's why I think your initiative and both your initiatives of, of driving towards a peace conference is extremely important for the, for the global stability and uh, uh, that we are in, in deep trouble right now. Now, the air munitions have not been used up, the precision weapon bombs and that, because they haven't used much air power. Right. But okay. that will come about. So uh, that's, that's something, it's the right question. And I, again, I can't emphasize enough the importance of the peace conference mm -hmm. that, you're, that you're driving to and that, this administration has done the exact opposite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Let me talk a little bit about that. Uh, last year, uh, well, even a year before, I think it was, Thierry, we formed the uh, Patriots International Alliance, and that was basically a focus on COVID and what was happening around the world. And then uh, earlier this year, the uh, Patriots International Alliance, PIA, uh, made a decision to go forth as a non-government organization to propose a ceasefire summit of the Ukraine-Russia conflict. And so now that's been set uh, for about August uh, in, in Malta. Uh, Thierry uh, is uh, part of that, as well as other representatives uh, uh, in England. Uh, of course, it's going to take like a million dollars to pull off this summit, so you need support from outsiders if they're willing to do this. I say outsiders, I think globally, uh, we've got some indications from Europe and the United States overseas uh, to fund this. Uh, we even had a recommendation that Saudi Arabia would fund it, but I'm not sure of that. But it's at least an initiative to bring some sense and sanity to this conflict. It's got to end. And I mean, Zelensky keeps pushing for more money, for more equipment, and uh What's happening on the, the battlefield is not uh, not good. Uh, and they look at the partitioning plans for uh, Ukraine, uh, if, if anything happens. Will Zelensky stay there? Anyhow, Thierry, back to you uh, on that. Well, actually, uh, I think that the American government is pushing for arming uh, Ukrainian army with uh, different sorts of uh, fragmented munition right now, and this is a very big mistake for one reason. The first one is mobilization. 
Ukrainians within the streets, they are not motivated at all, in fact, to reach the front lines. And they have a lot of difficulties, in fact, to recruit people. The three first army that were constituted have been completely wiped out. And from what I have been understanding of my source, there is about half a million soldiers that has been already killed. And 350,000 people that are disabled completely. So therefore, moving forward to continue this operation is going absolutely nowhere. First of all, because the Russians, they have the superiority of artillery and the sky control. So what the uh, Ukrainian army is going to do? Just destroying themselves? And I do believe that uh, European Union right now that are trying in fact to reset a sort of uh, economy of war is pushing in fact to go move forward this conflict to a level that become extremely dangerous. And I have been reading the letter of Karagonov, who is the major advisor of the security board of Russia. And he's saying that if NATO is interfering in Ukraine, they will not hesitate one second to use nuclear weapon. Well, so that's the scary part. If it goes nuclear, that's for sure. Nobody uh, wants that. But Thierry, I also understand, and I don't know the exact number, but they're saying 15 to 20 million Ukrainians have already left the country, have gone to yeah, about, the United uh, about 15, 18, uh, 18 millions. About 18 million 18 have million. already left, uh, <clears throat> but what's going to be left? And that's part of the ceasefire summit is to have some uh, major uh, delegates there that can talk about what's going to happen after uh, when they have a ceasefire. What, what's Ukraine going to look like uh, and so on? And this is very disturbing. And I think that's why, you know, it's, it appears a lot of the uh, NATO nations are, are not, not willing to go forward for much longer. Well, this is what is the problem. The NATO countries that are participating to the support of Ukraine does not realize and don't want to realize or they are in denial of what is happening on the ground. They don't see it. And I receive every day pictures and movies recording what is happening within the cemeteries in Ukraine. I am very scared. It is just a butchery. And they need to stop this. This is not because they are going to continue to harm Ukraine, that this is going to change the course of the conflict. Yeah. But what I am scared about is that European Union now sees that if NATO is not able, in fact, to reverse the course of this conflict, there will be no justifications of NATO anymore. But in cascade, as a consequence, I do believe that the European Union is going to collapse completely. And this is the reason why those guys are pushing to the conflict to continue, because it's a sort of running, running and running without any goals. And they think that one day, by miracle, something is going to happen. And this story is going to be completely reversed. Uh, real quick, what are happening in the riots in Paris and Marseille? We only have a minute left. Whoa. So basically, uh, there was uh, a guy who we believe was a drug dealer, and he was arrested by the police. Right. And this guy tried, in fact, to escape uh, yeah. the arrestations, and the police uh, decided, in fact, to shoot him. 
And you know that there is a huge community coming from Africa and Middle East in France, mm-hmm. which is representing about 12 to 14 million people. Yeah, and they don't and assimilate. You, they don't assimilate into the politics or the, in, into the uh, country uh, with its traditions. And they form these no-go a, zones. Yeah, there is a problem of assimilation, but there is also a problem of inflation. Uh, inflation right now in France is such that uh, consumable product uh, has been raising from seventeen to twenty-five percent. Wow! So basically, some guys they have been taking advantage, in fact, for yeah. robbery within luxury boutique. But mostly they have been looting supermarket, and this is this is significant of the crisis that is operating in your in Europe due to the conflict. Yeah, and the government. Listen, uh, we've, got, uh, we've got to close out uh, uh, the show here. Uh, thank you, Thierry, for joining us today. We look forward to having you back on the National Security Hour. We thank Todd Callender also from CloudHub.com, and of course our co-host uh, General Tom uh, McInerney. Again, this is AmericaOutloud.com. You can go there. You can go to the, the National Security Hour and hear our program. And please pass on the link uh, to all the listeners. We're just trying to uh, really get the word out, connect the dots, answer the questions out there. And we do it based on fact and reality and not on politics. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.